Hello, hello, hello on this uh, beautiful July 4th, Independence Day. Hope all is well. I know the world is in a crazy uproar. Things are changing drastically. College sports is, is it going to be here? Is it not going to be here? What in the hell are we doing? We don't know. Father's Day came and went. Did Hopefully you guys got the big piece of chicken to the dads out there. Uh, this is Coach T, the parents coach. So again, I hope life is well for all of us. Um, had a couple of things on my mind today and thought I'd share it with you guys. Hopefully it helps you. Hopefully you learn from it. Um, hopefully you can take from this and build on it and share some knowledge and become a better person, become a better mentor, become a better coach. So I got, I had a discussion uh, recently and here it goes. The, the email I got basically was that a person has a seven-year-old child, seven-year-old son playing soccer. That seven-year-old son left the soccer field uh, crying because the coach was yelling at him. Now, the parents saw the coach yelling at him and didn't want to say anything because that coach said that, or the parents said that they felt like it's the coach's job to, you know, kind of get in on it and, and make it, get in on the kid and make the kid better. Also, they didn't want to seem like they were either babying the kid or they weren't a parent about wanting their kid to be coached hard. And they said, well, Coach T, what do you think about that? So, <laughs> what do I think about it? Okay, here you go. If a coach at that is coaching ages up till high school, up till ninth grade, I'd say even eighth grade starting to get the gray area. And I'm an old school coach. I am going to tell you that. I am a coach that has, or a, a player that had run suicides for missed layups. And, you know, my coaches have called me every name under the sun, except a son of God sometimes. So when I tell you this, I know how it is. And then when I tell you I am a hard old school coach, I push you, I push you, and I push you. I am trying to see if you are going to break. And my job to me, all, one of my jobs is to make you better or make you quit on me. I don't want you to get into your life later on and not understand that you can do hard things. You can do hard things, especially as a player. But what you can do is quit. And it's okay. It's okay if it's not for you. So going back to this parent, um, the child is seven years old. And if you look over and there is a coach yelling at your child and almost demeaning your child with repetition of, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Which is what the parent said was going on. You have to do it this way. You have to do it this way. And then just kind of walks off. And the question was, do I say something? Hell yes, you say something. Again, if a coach is having a difficult time 
communicating with a seven-year-old child, with a 10-year-old child, with a 12-year-old child, because your tactics of communication as a coach changes not only with the age, but with the, the sex, I would say, with the child and as an individual. What you do with one child, what you do with one player that motivates one player cannot and most likely will not motivate all the rest of the players on your team. So as a, as a coach, if I'm yelling at a seven-year-old child up until, like I said, high school, even in high school, there's different ways to get your point across. You need to be on another job. You need to be doing something else. You need to be doing um, a foreman on a steel mill job or something like that. If you don't feel that you can communicate with a child on their level without yelling at them. Now, at seven years old, the child is not an expert at any of these things. And most likely... You're not an expert as well if you're coaching, because if you were, you would have had a pedigree of also playing professional at the highest level. So that means you're also not an expert. Why would you allow your child to get that sort of treatment? Why would you, why would you put your child in that predicament? which goes back to you have to know the coaches. You want to ask the coaches and you have to communicate with coaches and you have to let coaches know, hey, look, you can coach my kid hard, but do not destroy my kid or their confidence or whatever. Because some of the reasons why a lot of these athletes don't continue in sports or in, in particular sports, is not because they can't do it or they don't believe they can do hard things. It's because a coach has destroyed that from them. It's because a coach did not inspire them to get better. It's because a coach took that drive from them. Which happens. Coaches do that and they don't. I don't think they do it. In, all of them, I don't think they do it intentionally. But... What message is that seven that coach sending to the seven-year-old that he's yelling at and to the other seven-year-olds that are around watching him? Don't make a mistake. Don't screw up. Don't piss off coach. You got to do this perfectly, which you and I and the rest of the 10,000 people that are listening to this, you know that if that's the case, that that the coach is yelling and saying that that you're don't be don't make a mistake be perfect you know you're going to make a mistake you know you're going to screw it up as an adult you start stressing out about making a mistake you start getting anxiety about it so what does that do to the seven-year-old and the seven-year-old's teammates does that inspire them to want to go home and get better no my purpose of a, as a coach is I want coaches that inspire kids to be better people 
not just better players, but better people. If if a coach can sit there and inspire a kid to be a better human, which is what we're dealing with in these this country right now, is becoming a better freaking human. If a coach can inspire a kid to be a better human, he has done his job. Now, he might not make him the best soccer player or the best basketball player, football, hockey, golf, whatever it is. He might not make them the best that. But if he's inspired them to be a better human because of something that that child learned or that person learned from that coach, that is a win. Too many coaches are worried about wins and losses. Too many coaches make kids burn out before their time. Too many parents do the same thing. It's not enough parents and coaches wanting kids to learn to play the right way and do it the right way and to grow at their maturation. There's too many coaches and parents trying to force a kid to be perfect at seven years old, at 10 years old. If a kid has not done this drill or done this previously, how in the hell can you expect a child at seven years old to 15 years old without the repetitions to perform this exercise over and over and over again for you not to yell at them? Seriously, if your coaches are yelling at your kids and slapping them on the helmets and grabbing them by the face mask and getting in their faces, and I know a lot of the coaches are dads and parents out there, and they're living vicariously through these these kids. If they're doing that, you might want to rethink the team that you're on. If you don't have a coach who specifically takes time and patience to encourage and inspire and direct and show a child how to get better, not how to win all the time, how to just get better, then you have the wrong coach. A lot of parents say that... uh, You know, they want mentors, but if that mentor is not winning, then they're somewhere else. Because if if that's all you're looking for is winning, I want a winning coach, especially at seven. You know, I've been around teams that they were winning, and I, I will tell you a funny story. I took a kid, I took my kid, playing basketball to a team coached by a friend of mine. And what I said to him is, hey, I know you. You've got one of the best teams in the state. Can you put him on your team? Let him practice with you guys. I will work with him. He's just decided to play basketball and just decided he's ready to start getting better at this. And I think it would be great if he could play with you guys. This is a friend of mine. This is a guy I've known for 10 years who I had played basketball with. And he had his son on the team and he says to me, he says, well, your son's pretty tall, but you know, we've already got our squad and you know, we, we really don't want to take on another one and, and kind of try and bring him up to speed. My son was in the fourth grade. <laughs> he was taller than anybody on this guy's team. And I said, huh, well, okay, I guess, I guess I'll do something different then, um, with that information. 
So then I started my own team. After a couple of years, his team was still one of the top teams, I think going in the sixth grade, seventh grade. By seventh grade, his team had floundered and my team was taken over. It wasn't a competition to me. I wasn't trying to inspire my team or felt, oh, we're going to get these guys. But obviously, I did have a chip on my shoulder for it. But not against the kids, but against him. And his kids no longer were playing after once high school hit. The kids that I were was coaching, they were playing. And obviously, well, not obviously, but they have now gone on and have college careers and played football and basketball and other things where the kids that he had on their on his team did not do that um i don't understand if parents and everybody else can figure this out that it's not just about winning it just isn't it's not about winning it's not about Did you score 30 points? Did you beat the team? Did you do this? Did you do that? It's not about all of that. It's about, did you inspire them to be better? In my opinion, did you make them better? Did you get them better? Um, Did you help them become a better human? So again, if that guy or girl is just trashing a kid beating a child down in front of his peers and not in front of his peers whatever now also the email stated that this par- this coach who has played uh, col- uh, soccer from what I hear professionally not only does that to his own child who's in the seven, seven year age or something like that but he's done it to a few older girls and has been suspended for other reasons, I don't know if this this parent knows why. But if you know these things, and just because a, a coach can make you better technically, you should probably immediately have that conversation with the coach and say, hey, listen, I understand what you're doing with your child. Um, do not do that to my child. Also, if you're looking for mentorship, talk to the coaches about it. Hey, what else do you do other than just uh, teach basketball or, or win games? You know, do you make them write letters? Do you make them do uh, community service? Do you, what else inspires you other than soccer or basketball? What else do you want your, your players to know about this sport? What I can say is basketball changed my life. You know, not only as a as a player uh, to be able to go to play in college, um, but just the relationships that I built that are lifelong relationships because of basketball. It helped me move from out of the state I was living in, from out of the situation I was living in, to something 180 degrees different from what I was what I was dealing with. You know, and basketball was the the ticket basketball was the airplane ticket basketball was the venue that i used or sports in general was the venue that i used obviously academics as well because i was also an academic scholar but i wasn't informed on 
scholarships academically, but I did know athletically I was able to get all of that stuff done through sports. So I knew football or basketball was going to be my ticket to get me out. I knew grades was going to be my ticket to keep me out. So that's something, um, again, I was astonished to know that the parent didn't say anything, but also the parent said that, um, she's just a mom and they parent coaches look at her as just a mom. If that also is the case, make sure you educate yourself in the sports. Make sure you talk to other parents or other coaches who can help you feel like you're informed enough on the sport so that when you talk to a coach, you know what you're talking about. And it's not just coming from an emotional place. It's coming from an educated place. No, you're telling my son to do this and this is not correct in my vision because of A, B, C, and D. I think that would also benefit people. And I know we think, oh, we don't have that much time. So, but yeah, I think that would also help benefit us as people to get that stuff done with educating ourselves on the sports. Another thing, especially right now, uh, some of these high school kids at, you know, juniors and seniors, um, I know that there are a lot of colleges reaching out to players because their whole recruiting year has gotten screwed. And the 2021 classes is already up. The 2020 class got screwed really bad and it's almost, it's pretty much over for, for them. But what I would like to say is, you know, at some point, also high school players, regardless of what school you're at, regardless of what your coach did, regardless of what AAU program you're on or what um, circuit you played on, regardless of all of those things, if you put in the work and if you put in the time, these guys will find you. They will find players talk, coaches talk, people talk and communicate and get kids opportunities. I am one of them. I do this for a living. But if you're not taking any ownership of your career, any ownership of your time and parents, you as well telling your kid this, you can't do it for them. So if you're not taking, if they're not taking any ownership of it, knowing that there are opportunities out there, there are more opportunities right now in Division Three, Division Two, NAIA, and even some small colleges that are out there. It's crazy to me. Also, now that uh, there's a kid who just signed with uh, Hampton University, a historically black college university, to have uh, his to go play basketball, and he's one of the top. 50 players in the country, which is great. And people have said, well, hey, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? And I know previously I would reach out to uh, HBCU coaches for kids. And HBCU coaches really didn't do this. But for the higher um, AAU programs that are now going, oh, he went there. Now let's send some kids there. Why weren't you doing that before? What kept you from sending kids to HBCUs before? 
now you needed a big a big name kid to go there there was another kid that went down there and he just transferred to connecticut i can't remember what his name offhand right now but he was a high 50 top 50 player he went to a hbcu he's now transferring to connecticut so the money will follow the player if the player is good enough you look at it with zion you look at it with lonzo ball you look at it with all of these kids and these players you look at it with lebron if they will follow you so if this kid goes down there and he starts destroying the hbcu conference and start getting more attention down there that'll be great that'll be phenomenal that'll be great for him as a player um and then the cameras will follow if we ever get back to playing if we ever get back to enjoying sports but let me go back to the parents and the players if you are not putting forth the effort to get seen to some of these colleges they're not coming to you if you're already unknown they're not it's not it's not financially feasible for them most of the time if you're in new york and they are in uh, texas they're not coming out there so you have to make it known that you want to be seen um i i had a kid go from from utah to vermont and vermont was there they flew all the way out to arizona to see him play so it happens it coast to coast they are looking for players and it if a coach likes you he will move uh his schedule around to make sure that he gets to see you so with that being said you know i'm cut this one a little shorter probably than I normally do or actually might fall into the place where I normally keep it at. Parents, do not let coaches steal the fire or destroy the desire in your child's um, eyes for that sport. If your child is scared of that coach or is fearful of that coach because that coach is a yeller and all on him it's going to change the dichotomy of that kid's efforts at that sport when you're seven years old and you're 10 years old and you're 12 years old that coach should be inspiring that kid to get better and also you should be leaving you should be leaving a seventh grade practice smiling happy shit with a jolly rancher or some suckers or something like that or ice cream cone ticket or something like that you should never be leaving in tears that's just my opinion but i know a lot of people feel that way so up until then practice should be information education and fun when you're at that age because that keeps them going in the sport that as a coach if you're coaching it you probably really love So the more people that are in your sport, the happier you will be. Again, this is Coach T, the parents coach. You know, I've given you my email tons of times. I can spell it out to you. (laughs) Coach T, the parent coach at gmail.com. Hit me up over there with your questions, with your concerns, with your ideas. If you want to discuss, if you want to bicker back and forth, if you want to fight, go somewhere else but if you want to discuss something um let's do it especially academics uh athletics and 
how we can assist our kids to get where we want them to go, where we hope that they go. But honestly, hell, we don't know where they're going. We just want to give our kids an opportunity for the chance. Because what we might think is good for our kids to go this way might not be (laughs) the right direction that they need to go for their future. Um, I've helped kids get college degrees. I've helped kids get college uh, scholarships. And, well, I won't say their degrees, but I've helped them get college scholarships. And they've gotten there and realized, you know what? I don't really want to play the sport. I'm using this sport to get me, get school paid for, and I'm going to go be an esthetician. I'm going to go be a barber. I'm going to go be a doctor. And that is awesome. Go change the world, guys. Anyway, have a great Fourth of July. Stay away from the fireworks. Don't shoot your hands off. Coach T is out.